0: Welcome to another episode of Walking with Wealth Managers. I'm Eleanor Mahmood and today I'm with Matt Phillips from Thomas Miller Wealth Management. Hello. Hello, Matt. Hello, Thanks hello. for joining me today. No
1: problem at all. On, a, on such a lovely day that we've got today, <laughs> let's face it, we ought, to, we ought to describe the fact that we are walking around under a potential umbrellas that yeah. are going to go up and down. The umbrellas
0: are up right from the beginning. Yeah. Um, so we've met, we're on home turf this afternoon, aren't we? Yep, just, we are. I've just met Matt at the Tower of London
1: fine we establishment are...
0: it is <laughs> it's a fine establishment and we are heading down towards the river yep. do you want to tell us a bit more about why you picked
1: this location yeah uh our offices aren't, aren't a million miles away at uh at fenchurch street and uh, one of the things that i that i do do even though it's perhaps not physically apparent is that i do quite a bit of running <laughs> right. and um what uh, what we and some of my colleagues do is that we do tend to run around tower Tower Hill down to uh, Tower Bridge and then up, uh, up the South Bank and uh, I think actually it's one of the runs if you think about the sort of the views that we're going to be seeing and the, the things we often take I think living in, in London too much for granted and it is it is a fantastic a fantastic walk so why don't we do that so uh, that was that was part of it so there you go we're now walking across Tower Bridge I had to put my umbrella down because I thought I was going to blow over the edge fall
0: into the tent yeah into the temp. so we've left the office what about an hour or so ago and it was absolutely <laughs> fine and as soon as we start to record yeah, yeah. The, uh, the wind and the rain has kicked in yeah, yeah. tell me how, how, got how you got to where you are today yeah
1: how I got to where I am today um oh yeah ooh, I, th- I suppose the the how question is to a certain extent I think I hope like a lot of people totally by accident yeah. um and a little bit of design as well Uh, which I think came later on. So I got into financial planning really quite by accident. I didn't... uh, I did geology as a degree. I didn't sort of sit there one day as I was looking at a rock going, do you know what? I really fancy doing financial planning. Um, And uh, I came out of university into the previous recession. Before 2007, there was 1992. Um, And... And really at that at that point I, I suppose I could have I could have carried on and furthered you know and you know, done a doctorate and stuff like and stuff like that in geology but really I wanted to get out of education and I wanted to get a job which all sounds very sort of you know, I just wanted to get out to work and I worked for uh, and I sort of fell into after a couple of a couple of jobs I sort of fell into working for what was then the Woolwich Building Society which subsequently became um became Barclays Bank when they took it over so that was the that was the start and that was as i say that was accident more than anything um i'm going to skewer someone with my umbrella i suppose you you get into a place where you start doing it and at that time i was i was doing sort of what i would call classic Bank work really, underwriting mortgages and opening up accounts and doing that type of thing. I was a bank manager for for a couple of years, and then um, then I moved to Deloitte, the accounting firm who had a wealth management business at that point. Yeah, and started to to really deal with a lot a lot more high net worth individuals, corporates, charities. As you can imagine, Deloitte has certainly did then had a, had a, uh, a pretty extensive. Client base and and with a great deal more complexity. Um, it was independent. It was fees based. It was professional. And I suppose I suppose it was that point. If I look back, that a lot of the things that we do now in Thomas Miller uh, was sort of brought out of that sort of professional background. If you see what I mean. Uh, and then I joined a small company called Clear, um, which was down in New Malden, and that was. Uh, complete opposite of um of working for Deloitte you know in Deloitte you have huge amounts of people and lots of stuff being done for you and then we went effectively to a a smaller a much smaller business okay um where I think that was a phenomenal learning curve funny enough the person that I was that I was working with at the time the person who was one of the directors and one of the major shareholders in that business was a chap called Alistair Conway who is now the CEO of James Hay. And Alistair, uh, that that experience for just a couple of years taught me about cash flow, about the importance of cash flow, about the importance of some of the business discipline, that being part of a large organisation, frankly, you just, you don't really get close to, if you you see what I mean. You need, and you need some of that. And uh, having vowed that I'd never worked for another accountancy firm, I I ended up working (laughs) for for BVO, where really my career has... Has continued. It's it's just that BDO, what was BDO Wealth Management, um, has changed around us. If you sort of I mean yeah. uh, and me and many of my colleagues. So um, get past the noisy bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, we we were BDO Wealth Management. BDO in 2010 took a decision to sell that business to um, uh, Oakley, who are private equity, um, and. You know, private equity. I think Oakley again was a int- really interesting uh, experience to be to see private equity and how they work. Yeah. Um, and then in 2015, that uh, wealth management business, which was then called Broadstone, um, obviously rebranded once we once we'd left uh, BDO, was then sold to Thomas Miller in 2015. And so that's okay. that's the reason and that's why. That's where we I, are yeah, now. And, uh, and that's where we are now. So what you?
0: Came into the industry as a whole in the 90s. Yep. So, give or take long. 30 years. Yeah. So, <laughs> in
1: the industry? Uh, 1995, 1995. So, 20, okay. can we go so, to 20, I mean, how long is that? Twenty 30-ish. ish. 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 Oh, something like that. Plenty of. Yeah, plenty of, of years and experience. Years. Yeah.
0: So, I suppose looking back, yeah. kind of from where you are now, yeah. who would you say? inspired
1: you or oh, uh, yeah. honestly that is really that's really tough um, I've worked I say it's really tough because I have worked with some really great people I still work with some really great people um, I've been really fortunate that many of my direct line reports have been incredibly supportive um, and if I in a sense if I'm if I if I start mentioning people specifically I will miss out on Unless it's like the Oscars, yeah. if I don't if I thank if I thank one person I have to thank I'd have to thank 20, 30 yeah. people. David Major, I, I will mention him, who is because I, I, I thought about him the other day, who was my partner, the partner in charge in, in Deloitte used to say all sorts of bon mots, which I still find myself <laughs> coming out and saying.
0: <laughs> I think the nice point there is that there are so many people that you would look back and think Absolutely. Well, I enjoyed working with them and yeah. they inspired me on this and they helped me with this. So I think that's kind of, a and also
1: I think I think I'm really fortunate in that most of them still talk to me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, Again, looking back over, you know, twenty odd years, oh,
1: yeah, 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 yes. it really does make me feel old. Uh, does it? Oh god, it really does. It doesn't. I doesn't. Um, I've never thought of myself as sort of having done this for, for that length of time. Do you think
0: where, where has that time gone? Yeah, I, it has
1: gone. In, it has gone incredibly quickly. Um, it doesn't. It. I mean, I know it's a cliche. All oh, this was fields, by the way, um, and you could listen to the words of songs. And uh, but it does. It doesn't feel. It doesn't feel like that length of time at all. I and I. I also don't think I haven't matured in any sort of <laughs> shape or form. Uh.
0: What concerns you most about the industry that you see it today, and also then I suppose tying into. A, the next question when do you think the next big ch- when do you think we're going to see another big change yeah well i think we're in the
1: middle of the big change already i think it's it's starting it's here it's now and it probably also addresses the concern that i had initially and i think okay so we'll start with the concern the concern is that we as a population are under educated in terms of finance and in terms of you know, what we need to do, for example, to take care of ourselves in old age, yeah. to take care of ourselves in uh, long t- potential long-term care, um, and we are not awake to that. And that's not unusual, considering the way that we as human beings think, perhaps more of that later when we come on to behavioural finance. Yeah. Um, so that lack of the ability or the availability of... Decent financial education and therefore also planning as well has concerned me and it concerns me uh, that we have a, essentially we have an advisor gap because of the regulation. I think what we used to have, we used to have the man from the crew and we used to have the banks and they used to have financial planners sitting in them and so at least, okay they may have been selling product but at least an individual had somewhere where they could go regardless of the amount of money that they potentially had. To get financial advice which should have and probably was on the whole good financial advice despite all the mis-selling sandals yeah okay i think some of it was absolutely greedy Um, but again we can come back to that in terms of the the way i think the industry has changed so that's that's the sort of first thing i think the fact that we have we do have an advice gap i don't think people value it Uh, i don't think people really know what good advice actually looks like or Mm. the process or what it's actually trying to achieve i think most people see it like a visit to the dentist i have I've got a problem, you know. I think I, you know, I've got, I've got, a, I've got this pension. I don't understand it. Uh, I think I need some financial advice. I, okay, the word pension. Where do we use the word pension? Out of any other context in in ordinary life, okay? What a pension is is the income in retirement that you have basically have to have because you're not working anymore. So, okay, there's a long, we we you know we squeeze that into the word pension. We could just call it your your non-work income income so that we get some sort of sense of what that is yeah okay and then we have something called an annuity again yeah technically I I understand it but for a lot of people again there's another piece of jargon it is jargon yeah how does that how does that work um well again all you're doing is buying an income for life it's not difficult when you actually sort of boil it down to its actual constituent parts. And that's what I mean. And if we're really, if we were being cynical, if we were being cynical, you would say that that a a profession or an industry, and and I'll come on to the difference between industry and profession, because I think that's one of the changes that has occurred in my working career, fortunately, and industry will often use jargon to exclude its client base from understanding from understanding what they're on. doing, yeah. Because funny enough, that acts as a barrier to entry and it stops the individual doing things themselves that therefore they would have to pay someone to do. Yeah. And we all know that's probably been gone on since time immoral, but it isn't right. So, in a sense, you know, we all want to push for, for and I find myself using jargon, we just, we just do it because day to day, you know, that's some of the things that we do. But again, it is exclusive. It stops the ordinary person in the street understanding what decisions that they're making. Yeah. So that's you know that's one of my. If I take another one, this is a very live one for me at the moment, which I'm quite uh, about, quite uh, quite not about. Let's take the um, the requirement under MiFID to tell people that their portfolio has dropped by 10%. Yeah. Okay. Let's think about. Who is going to take action from the fact that their portfolio has dropped 10% and who's going to win out of that? So who's going to take action in a panic once they've been told that their portfolio has dropped 10% on one day is the uninformed, unadvised, um, individual private investor who says, oh, I don't like this and sells out at the bottom of a market. The one who's going to win is the professional investor who knows that the long term is what it's all about, and he's going to buy those shares at the bottom of that market and yeah. make a killing. Yeah. So the very thing that, that yeah. so the very thing that they're trying to do in terms of protection won't actually occur, yeah. and the very opposite will. The absolute opposite. That to me is shocking shockingly bad so I thought we'd go over the millennium bridge if that's all right absolutely Um, so my concern is around things like that 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 all manifests itself in in what really are poor outcomes at at the end of the day Um, what do I think therefore is going to change it's obvious technology uh, robo we call it what you like yeah the raise the rise of AI artificial intelligence um, is I think revolutionary i think we are standing on a standing on the edge of something which is going to in five or ten years time although it will seem perfectly normal in five or ten years time like the use of the smartphone um when we look back on it we will say you know crikey that is that was a real paradigm shift between where we are and where we are now where we were and where we are now i think wealth management in terms of investment management is is closer to the edge Mm. in terms of being replaced. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, because a lot of, I think, what they do, potentially a machine could do quicker and easier and cheaper, even if it's just passive or or so on and so forth. But I think um, that will move into the the advice space. So that is happening now. I think it's beginning to gather momentum now. And I think it will happen much quicker, much, much quicker than people people perceive or thinking it's going to
0: do you think it's a positive change or a negative change or do you think it's it's not a case of that it's a case of it's happening so if you don't get involved with it you're going to get
1: left behind absolutely i think technology technological change to a certain extent is amoral in in some ways it's what we do with it that makes it makes it um good or bad
0: so we were going to touch on the behavioral finance side of things so this is
1: obviously tying in hugely absolutely that's and that's exactly it so if you think about what is it we do we we deal with human beings week in week out but most of us have very little idea about how human beings behave or how they make decisions or what drives them and what their biases are and I'm surprised that we haven't moved on. And again, part of that is because of, you know, if you have, again, if you're a business which is effectively a sales business, then funnily enough, selling is what you do and salesman is what, is what you employ. Yeah. Okay. If you think about where you're going to add value, um, oh, that's a bit crowded. is a bit. Wow. If you think about where you're going to add value to clients, Um, knowing how you, your, you know, your most important thing in your business, going that way, uh, works and how they have biases. And these biases are inherent in all of us. Mm. We are just not, most of us aren't aware of it. No. Okay. And it's imperative then that you can then get the right answer and challenge those biases. And actually you'll get a better outcome for clients. The way to also think about it is optical illusions, okay? Yeah. Optical illusions, and there are a number, there's the, what's called the, I can't remember, it's called the Muller illusion. It's got the arrows. You all know the arrows are the same length. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which, um, this is difficult in a verbal form to talk yeah. about a visual thing. <laughs> no um, yeah, we all know it's the same length. Our eyes, though, and our brain are telling them a different length, yeah. even though we know. So you can see the strength of that, yeah. that bias of in us. Yeah. And it's that bias That, for example, means that when the stock market goes down in the short term, we are sitting there because we have a negativity bias in all of us that's sitting there going, Oh, it's absolutely awful. Oh, I've got to get out. Oh, I'm panicking. I don't like it. Because a 10% drop is something that does make us sit up and take action. 0.5 or 1% gains over a 20, you know, on a rolling 20 year basis as 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 it ticks up doesn't feed into that. And when you even think about it, the bias of the media, which is also populated by human beings as well, yeah. is feeding that. Yeah, because be. because what, what is news? News is the exceptional, not the unexceptional. We are hardwired to this. It's incredibly yeah. powerful. And when
0: you, when
1: you think about it, most of us aren't thinking about it. Yeah, I was going to
0: say, it's quite interesting that actually it's not until someone says these kind of things to you that you go, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But you
1: wouldn't ever really think about it. Yeah. It's not common knowledge no. in a sense. Absolutely not. And if you, if you think about the relationship between a professional advisor and a client, it is our job not to tell the client what they want to hear, which often is the system one bias. It is, sorry, when I say system one, that's the sort of the initial instinctual brain. You know, this is what I feel. It is to actually tell them what they have to hear, what they need to hear, the challenge. If you sit back and think about it, don't do this. I know you want to do it, everything in your being is saying this is painful and I want to run away from it, but actually it's not, that's just your instinctual brain. Actually give it some time here and it will come come good. Nothing's changed. Most, I would say most value of advice is stopping people selling when markets go bad, that's probably where we add most of our value. This is how we act as human beings and funny enough what we do generally is provide advice to human beings. It's probably important that we understand how human beings think and I suspect that's probably true for certainly anyone who has a sort of client interaction. I don't know, I've got to say sorry. We really have picked an absolute cracking game. <laughs> I know.
0: It has not stopped raining. In fact, it's got heavier. Yeah. I know. Well, it's probably a good point to wrap up. Absolutely, because we
1: were we were almost we were almost on the on the full circle round. Yeah,
0: almost a full circle. Well, I've really enjoyed this. It's, well, it's been i think it's been a very pleasant walk despite the weather which has now got worse did you bring an inflatable with you <laughs> i should have done yeah. i should have done i
1: know there you go that's no, been really really pleasant and as I say we've you know give us give us another 250 yards we're back where we started we're
0: basically full circle so we've gone all the way along so did you want to know how,
1: how far that is so yeah, we've, done about, we've done about we've done about we've getting off for three three and a bit miles we've passed you name it We've passed all sorts, haven't we? All sorts, you know, Tower of London, yeah. Tower, Bridge, Tower Bridge, South Bank, HMS Hello. Belfast, yeah. Millennium, Millennium Bridge, Bridge St. Paul's. Yeah. We've gone past Bank and yeah. we've walked
0: all through Cannon Street and yeah, yeah Monument. <laughs> Been all over the place. Absolutely right. Yes.
1: What a phenomenal walk.
0: No, it's excellent.